0: Hello and welcome to Sonic Sketchbooks. I'm your host, Gary Warner. For this episode, I sat down with Jeff Doring, an artist, musician, photographer, author, raconteur, conservationist and filmmaker who, in the late 1960s and early 1970s, spent time in Papua and New Guinea working as a Nagra-lugging sound recordist, firstly for a New York documentary production company, and shortly after... He returned as director and sound recordist in the making of his own feature-length observational documentary, Titikawa and Friends. This award-winning project offered the world an uninterpreted filmic encounter with the ancient, self-sufficient rainforest life world of the Biami or Bedimini people at a moment when colonial impact had only very recently reached them. The principal figure followed in the film is the charismatic seance leader, Tidikawa. A couple of years ago, it was revealed that the original reel-to-reel magnetic tapes that Jeff recorded for Tidikawa and Friends still existed. So this program presents just one of those dozens of 100-foot tapes, a field recording of an evening seance in Tidikawa's rainforest garden hut, surrounded by village men and boys. Before the recording, Jeff reminisces about that night of 50 years ago, introduces the main people involved, and explains some of the context of the project. Remarkably, the quality of this recently digitised tape is as good as the day it was recorded. A testament, perhaps, to the analogue marvel of mid-20th century sound engineering. Now in his mid-70s, Jeff has lived off-grid in a bush hut and studio northwest of Sydney for the past four decades. And I spoke to him there with generator evident in the background and uh, surrounded by the calls of his beloved bush birds, the gray fantails, squeaky trills, the wonga pigeons, insistent monotone pulse, the watery drifts of yellow faced honey eaters and many others.
1: So the date is the 14th of May, 1971, Bedamini people at Obemi in Papua, not New Guinea, this is in the rainforest of the Papuan Plateau. Location is Obemi but in Titicaba's garden house, not in a long house, a timber longhouse. This is in a little frail garden house so it's basically in the open at night. The performers of Tidikawa, who's the leading seance singer of the district who's reputation went beyond his own language group if you can imagine which is quite something he was uh, famous over a wide area and with him and Noah Debbie who's a young boy of about 13 R Gilly who's a mature man maybe 35 40 Yage, who's a mature man, Paifi, who's his best friend, who's about the same age, around 30. Waniba, who's a man about 45. Waiasawa, Kwage. and awesome He was a young boy, so there is a young boy's voice. You're hearing that quite clearly. I'm pretty sure that's awesome. So, Tiddy has a vague telepathy, unconfirmed. The full trance was somehow rather impossible. But you hear him doing a lot of hyperventilation. That sucking sound on that reel is that hyperventilation, which you hear between choruses or getting a chorus really started And you'll also hear somebody coming out of the bush who must be joining them, someone starts to yodel as they arrive. Titikawa, yes, the most celebrated sound singer in the district who acts as a medium. These are words in English and they work to a degree in translation. So a medium is somebody in between things, right? Or a process that allows things to transfer from one to another or whatever so as a medium in better cosmology or philosophy and all the rest of it they believe in a duality of existence which is why their main dance in initiation the main moment arrives when the dance arising up and down on his tip Toes, with a drum has two white feathers on cassowary wands like long quills. Now two great long feathers begin to bend backwards and forwards with his movements up and down until they oscillate, one passing the other in perfect time so that they're in fact oscillating. That's a graphic representation of what I'm trying to explain, that they believe in a duality of existence. So being a male, he has a female half, but they can't communicate directly because they're in different universes. They're in different aspects of the same universe. So he will go into a trance to communicate with his spirit wife and for a message to be passed through to him from her, they need a spirit child. So, the form of singing, or the name of his title as a singer is a Gasami singer, is because they share a Gasami Manu or a spirit child. That's the Gasami Manu. So, the spirit child appears when Titikawa goes into a trance, hyperventilating, you'll then hear you'll hear a baby voice, and a short phrase of words will come, spoken by the child, because his female half can't speak directly to him. So those words are repeated, and he phrases them in a song form that the men then copy and follow him when he starts in full voice to sing it. They follow him in a chorus. So what's important is Kawa is the lead seance singer who improvises the melody phrase or uh, provides the trance lyrics or starts the singing and controls it and is famous for his imaginative musicality, like he's got a great control of his voice and can hit notes in perfect pitch and all that sort of stuff, but when he's followed, he's followed by the chorus of men that are sitting around him in the house whereas this particular recording, they're sitting basically in the open in a bush hut, so there's no walls and dirt floor and everything. Those choruses are also led by strong, experienced singers, like in this case, Waniba, who's in the list of singers, and Argyli. They would be leading the chorus, who have to follow him with perfect pronunciation and all of that and pitch, but they have to also guide the younger boys and younger singers to create the harmonics, you know, the descending harmonics in the choruses. So you have the structure of it: that leader who comes out with words that haven't been heard before or poetry that hasn't been heard before Carver had some sort of reputation as a poet. He had a poetic quality about him as well. And his own um, personality affected it. He could always stimulate people, you know, into jokes and into boisterous, But whatever it was. So he's a great song leader in that regard. But he was backed up by very good choral leaders. So that's what you're hearing. But in this, it's nearly all young boys. So it's not a a great example of that choral singing. It's more that they're learning it, which is appropriate. They're learning it in his bush hut before they come to the house. But the other thing about this is to remember is that you hear it only at night. It's never sung during the day. And you're hearing it emanating from a longhouse at night from any distance. It's magic out of the whole of the night, forest, atmosphere, You hear this right, you don't hear Titikawa. You only hear the choruses rising and falling, going, silence. Then another chorus will rise and fall. Like they're just waves of music. They smoke constantly, big uh, bamboo pipes as long as your forearm, big wide mouth that they (laughs) suck on and, and release with a pop. Um, uh, that they then pass around. You'll be hearing a pipe being passed around and occasionally a pop from the pipe.
0: There's a lot of sort of laughter and...
1: Oh, always, yeah. There's a wonderful um, camaraderie, bonhomie, all these phrases we have. You're in a rainforest, very few people there. You know, it's half a day walk to the next longhouse often.
0: And people were self-sufficient, they had their forest gardens and their pigs.
1: The whole point about making the film and doing this work in the first place, having met them in 1969 and having the realisation that they were being shot to control them by the Australian administration, patrol officers and all the rest of it. They were called cannibals and they were... um, I ended up getting a, a translator, Ossia, who flew in with us one when we arrived because he'd been in Vamana uh, Jail in Port Moresby for a year. They, they jailed the first people they captured for a year to try and teach them the power of the white fellow. And he turned up in shorts and a shirt with his head shaved, like you get done in jail with his hair covered in flea powder, his head, scalp covered in white flea powder. So we said goodbye to him at the airport and we started walking into Ibemi and he turned up a few days later because when he got back to his family longhouse, they were dead, his relatives. And I offered him a job as translator. That's one of the reasons I had some very good translators because he was a Biami speaker who had picked up some pidgin that I spoke well enough to, do quick translations were I mean they weren't perfect sit down for hours doing a detailed translations all the time although I did some like that they were on the sp- sometimes on the spot like the when the boy died I knew instantly what had happened roughly enough to act other songs you'd, you know you could spend days translating them
2: sambhat <laughs> <laughs> You might be Oh, <laughs> Muy me amor, video ka sipon bhi
1: kaar
2: deye ka samay mein Ela mohes nadarva mo go. Ela mohes nadarva Ne. Quite young and ever better, I see. I got any more. Quite young and
1: ever there. Quite
2: young and ever there. With <laughs> that, I I'm <laughs> go. <laughs> ओह या तुम भी you get me right <laughs> out of bed. I'm not going to get out of to get out of bed.
1: I'm not
2: not to get out of bed. I'm not to of out of malos ese ¿Vale? ¿Vale? Vamos ah. Why? के Why? गरेला ओला ओला kohi bhogaya sam to gabo
0: You can find out more about Jeff Doring, his films, photography, and art practice at the podcast website sonicsketchbooks.net. Sonic Sketchbooks is supported by the New South Wales Government. Through a small projects grant from Create New South Wales.